Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you oh so much for the beautiful day you blessed us with. So much already you've given us, and now the awesome opportunity to get back in your word. Help us now as we do that. So we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z series, beginning on the word labor and the word used in the word of God. As we see here in Exodus chapter 20, in the section of the Ten Commandments, pick it up in verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. This is given to the children of Israel during the Exodus, delivered directly to Moses to deliver to the children of Israel, and carried through the whole Old Testament, and then rolling over into the New Testament, people decided to change the seventh day celebration, or the Sabbath, the holy day, to Sunday instead of what would be Saturday, the seventh day, because of the resurrection, and making that the holy day, because the Lord resurrected from the grave on the first day of the week, which was what we consider Sunday on our calendar. And some people have gotten very dogmatic about saying that, well, no, you still have to honor the seventh day because it says here in the Ten Commandments. But the Lord fulfilled the law, all of the commandments, gave us those two great to emphasize on, which is to basically love God with all your existence and to love others as yourself. When you have that love, then all the rest of the commandments fall right into place. So we need to honor and love the Lord utmost. That's the primary thing. And in doing so, we want to be pleasing to the Lord in everything that we do, all of our labor. But not to get so hung up on trying to fulfill the some 613 plus minus statutes, ordinances, commandments of the Old Testament, which, as I say, the Lord has fulfilled that or completed that. That's the Old Covenant. The New Covenant was more focused on salvation and obedience in the manner of love one for another. When we become saved, we become part of the family of God, which treat everyone as family, and to love those that are not part of the family, to try to draw them in to become part of the family of God. And not so much about these statutes and ordinances of the past. And then you have others that still want to hang on to the, the ordinance about work and not work. They won't take a job that you have to work on Sunday. But see, they're in error right from the beginning because Sunday is not the seventh day. Saturday is the seventh day. So they're flawed in their beginning of that. To, so if they really want to get technical, they would have to not work on Saturday and treat Saturday as the holy day. 
which you have some organizations that still do that today, as I say. But it's not to get hung up on these little details, these little things that divide people. Because ultimately, if you would think, okay, if I'm going to choose a day, whatever day of the week it is, and set that as your holy day, a day to honor the Lord, a day to be respectful to the Lord and His desires, a day to be very attentive to His will in your life, and a day to relax. Because that's really what it was all about. All the commandments are given for our benefit. And it's good for a person to take a day off and to relax and not do any labor. The labor he was speaking of back then was could have been some of it very strenuous. Some of it simple, yes, but some of it was very strenuous. So we indicate we're, we're fallible creatures. We need a break now and then. So take a day off. And if you want to take that day off that you choose as your holy day, whether it be Saturday, whether it be Sunday, or whatever day of the week, don't get so hung up on the technicalities of the date. Because truly, if you look through the history and so forth, we don't even know what day of the week it is. We do not have an accurate calendar that has survived the ages to tell us what year it is, much less what day it is. So when people try to pick a particular day and then build an entire belief system on it, they don't have a solid foundation to stand on. So don't get all hung up about the Sabbath. But do take a day to honor the Lord, to respect His will in your life, and to relax. Because that's really what it was all about. To give us a break. He showed that for us. Gave that for us. And, of course, if you want to go back to the history, he used that as a symbol of obedience to the children of Israel as he was weeding them out and sifting them in a way to try to choose the very best of the best. And those that violated even the simple instructions as not working on that day were judged for thus. And it was all about the obedience to the Lord there in the Old Testament during the Exodus and so forth. Because if you, if you violated the the commandments that some of these you would wound up being killed for violating them but we are now in a dispensational time period of grace not such strict obedience to those statutes and ordinances and commandments of the old testament all right now go to deuteronomy in deuteronomy chapter 26 and here we see Picking it right up in verse 1, another reference to labor. In Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1. And it shall be when thou art come in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance, and possesseth it, and dwellest therein. It's talking about when they get to the promised land, because this was given to Moses during the Exodus, during their journey to the promised land that thou shalt take of the first of all the fruit of the earth, which thou shalt bring of thy land, that the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shalt put it in a basket, and shalt go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. This is the basics of beginning of the tithing of their rewards that they reap their blessings that they reap, the harvest that they reap from their labor. In verse 3, 
And thou shalt go unto the priest that shall be in those days, and say unto him, I profess this day unto the Lord thy God, that I am come unto the country which the Lord sware unto our fathers for to give us. And the priest shall take the basket out of thine hand, and set it down before the altar of the Lord thy God. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God, A Syrian ready to perish was my father, and he went down into Egypt, and sojourned there with a few, and became there a nation great, mighty, and populous. And the Egyptians evil entreated us, and afflicted us, and laid upon us hard bondage. And when we cried unto the Lord God of our fathers, the Lord heard our voice, and looked on our affliction, and our labor, and our oppression. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and with an outstretched arm, and with great terribleness, and with signs, and with wonders. And he hath brought us into this place, and hath given us this land, even a land that floweth with milk and honey. And now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which thou, O Lord, hast given me, and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship before the Lord thy God. And thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God hath given unto thee, and unto thine house, thou and the Levite, and the stranger that is among you. An acknowledgment and a gift back to the Lord, because actually everything comes from him when he was asking for that portion, and it was later designated as a tithe, a tenth, to give to the Lord of what you have reaped from the land and what you have been blessed from the Lord. It's all his, so giving him 10% back, which is going into the ministry because it was being delivered to the priest there, and that was for the ones that worked there at the tabernacle to supply their needs and to help furnish the needs of the tabernacle. All right, now turn to Joshua and Joshua chapter 24. Now by this time they've already gotten into the promised land. As we see here, another reference to labor. And Joshua 24 Verse 13 reads, And I have given you a land. Now this I here is the Lord, and given them is the children of Israel. This is after they've entered into the promised land. And a description here of that. And I have given you a land for which ye did not labor, and cities which ye built not, and ye dwell in them, of the vineyards and olive gardens which ye planted not, do ye eat. So he's given them this land that was already developed by the people that were in there before them. Because we know that him coming into, or I should say all of them coming into the promised land was part of a surgical removement of those that were there before that had become pagan and the Lord judged them and took away what they had been blessed with, 
because they did not appreciate it and turned to the paganism and anti-Christ and anti-God behavior and so forth. So they lost the blessings and it was given to the children of Israel. And here he's reemphasizing that I've given you this that you didn't even work for. So appreciate it. As he continues in verse 14, it reads, Now therefore, fear the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. It's like, okay, look, I'll give you this land that was filled with pagans. They got judged. They lost it. Now you best behave properly or you're going to lose it too. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This, of course, being Joshua speaking up here in this, pointing out, we're going to do what we're supposed to do. You choose what you're going to do and suffer the consequences or the blessings thereof. Verse 16, And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. would have been awesome if they would have kept that attitude and continued that. They wouldn't have had to suffer as many judgments as came upon them because of their going back to the evil ways, because of their disobedience, because they went to paganism and, and suffered the consequences through the ages. But ultimately, it's all about serve the Lord, be thankful for the Lord, what He has done for us, all the many blessings, and give back to the Lord because it all belongs to Him. Be obedient, stay in the perfect will of the Lord, receive all the many, many gifts and blessings He wants to pour upon us. All right, now look at Psalm 128, another reference to labor here. Blessed is every one that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. A very profound statement. We are blessed when we walk in the ways of the Lord. The will of the Lord. We fear him, twofold fear. First is the primary fear of respect and honor for the Lord. Second to that is the fear of accountability, because we are going to all be judged. And will be judged on whether we walked in the ways of the Lord or not. Whether we were in His will or in our own will. We've got to stay in the will of the Lord. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in His ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. We'll be able to enjoy the fruits of our labor. Enjoy the benefits of all of our hard work will come to us when we stay in the will of the Lord. As he continues, Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. 
All of this is based upon our obedience to the will of the Lord, our fulfilling His desire for us, that He desires for us to benefit from our efforts when our efforts are applied correctly. So proper labor, you work for the Lord, not for yourself. And blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in His ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Good advice there, and encouraging to let us know that when we trust in the Lord, when we follow His guidelines, when we are in His perfect will, that we're not wasting our times in our hard labor that we will be able to enjoy the blessings that come along by being obedient to the Lord, staying in His will, honoring Him, respecting Him, fearing Him. All right, now turn to Proverbs in chapter 10. Proverbs are very interesting how some sections have multiple verses that connect to each other and other sections have singular verses. And here we see a singular verse that stands out in the subject of labor in Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 16. The labor of the righteous tendeth to life. The fruit of the wicked is to sin. Pointing out the clear differences. The wicked are those that are selfish, that just want to please themselves, and their labor is all focused on pleasing themselves. It's what can I gain to benefit myself? That's their focus, and that is considered wickedness. But the one that is righteous is wanting to do the will of the Lord. His labor is designed to be pleasing to the Lord, to benefit the kingdom, to help others, not primarily to help ourselves. Secondary benefit to being in the will of the Lord and helping others is we do help ourselves. So if you want to help yourself, primarily help others, help the Lord, stay in the will of the Lord, and then you'll also benefit yourself. But don't let it be turned around backwards and be the primary desire is to benefit yourself because then you just blew it, turned it around wrong. Know that there's a benefit to yourself when you are doing the will of the Lord, working and that labor for the will of the Lord, in the will of the Lord, and it helps others and the kingdom, and then you benefit also. Make sure you keep it in the right order. Otherwise, it just gets burned up like the wood, hay, and the stubble. All right, now turn to Proverbs in chapter 13. Here we see another single verse standing out concerning the word labor in chapter 13 and verse 11. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. This is an interesting one that you could look at when you see families that have acquired a lot of wealth and then they left that wealth to the next generation. That someone who has inherited a lot or been given a lot that they did not work for. It's not appreciated. Even if it's someone who has not got a family legacy that they're inheriting, but someone else gave them a lot, provided them a lot, what have they done with it? Did they appreciate it or they neglect it and abuse it and basically trash it? 
Let's look at that again. Wealth gotten by vanity. Vanity is of no great value. If it was purchased by no great value, no great sacrifice, it wasn't a strain or an effort on your part to achieve it or receive it. His wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished. But he that gathereth by labor shall increase. See, when you work for it yourself, you appreciate it more because you know how hard it was to acquire it. And that's where the value comes in. And that increase is the increased value of that labor and the benefit thereof. So it's important that you work for what you receive, not that you just go out and get the free handouts. You don't appreciate the free handouts as much. We see this displayed in many ways. People that don't appreciate the gift that the Lord has given them, and they neglect it or they abuse it. All the way from the substances to the body of their, their own body itself. Many people waste things. If you ever go to a buffet, where all you can eat buffet, you go, you take your plate up there and you pile on all that you want and you go back to your table and you just dig in. But isn't it a horrible, horrible shame how many people you see that when they get up from the table after eating that there's still a big pile of food on that plate. They did not appreciate what they got off of that buffet. In the military, they used to tell us when we get into the child line, it says, Take what you want, but eat what you take. And that's what we need to understand. That can apply in a spiritual way as well. Take what you want of the many blessings that the Lord has given you, but use it properly. Appreciate it. And show your appreciation for it. When you go to a buffet, you are in a room amongst a lot of people. What is your testimony? Are you showing your gratitude to the Lord because ultimately he's the one to give you the ability to be able to go to a buffet and be able to get some food when the Lord blesses you with some food use it eat it don't throw it away trash it waste it shows a lack of appreciation as well as the body you see people abuse their bodies with a horrible horrible treatment that you see with these tattoos and the piercings and the body modifications. They don't appreciate what they've been blessed with. They have healthy, clean skin, but yet then they trash it by having it injected with ink with stupid cartoonish characters on themselves, and they look silly and childish. They were neglecting the blessing. They were unthankful for having the blessing of a healthy skin to start with as well as the freakish piercings all over the body. They are showing that they are not grateful for the blessing of their very body. It is not ours. We're bought with a price. We need to take care of what the Lord has blessed us with. Show our appreciation. Be healthy. Be grateful. And that's the key, to always be thankful for what you've been given. And when you're truly thankful for what you've been given, you will increase. The Lord will bless you even more. When you use the blessings He has given you without you having to work for it, then you really appreciate it, then you use it properly. He multiplies it and gives you even more. You neglect it, you abuse it, because it came to you easily or because it was given to you, then you don't have the increase. 
Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. All right, now turn to Proverbs chapter 21. And chapter 21, another single verse here standing out concerning the word labor. And 21, and chapter 21, verse 25. The desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. Here he's talking about lazy people. They just want to have everything given to them. They don't want to have to work for anything. And that kills them. They don't appreciate what they are given. Going back to the other proverb. And they don't want to work for anything. Especially if they know all they have to do is ask for somebody else to give it to them. And they'll get it. And that's not a benefit to them. Read it again. The desire of the slothful killeth them. The desire of the lazy. They want to be lazy. They don't want to have to do anything. And it's going to hurt them. For his hands refuse to labor. They refuse to work. We see a lot of examples of people that are just out for the freebies. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Don't make me work for it. If they're willing to work for it, then they've earned it. They appreciate it more and will take care of it better. But if it was just freely given to them, they waste it. As well as their life. And it killeth them. We see this on the increase in the world. More and more of the people that don't have anything because they're not willing to work to get anything. All right, now turn to Proverbs chapter 23. A couple verses here. In chapter 23, get up verse 4. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. It's interesting how it can be fleeting, flowing away, going away, gone. Because we desired it for the wrong reason. Desired it for our own selfish gain. Desired it because wanted to be rich. Wanted to have this treasure. Like the Lord teaches about it. Have your treasures in heaven, not here on earth. So our goal should not be to acquire and heap up huge mounts of treasure. Because then it winds up going back to that verse we read earlier about getting your wealth through vanity or by an inheritance. If you pass that on, all that treasure that you've accumulated on to your children, are your children going to really appreciate it because they didn't work for it? If you've built within them respect for the Lord and honor for the Lord, then there's a good chance that, yes, they will appreciate it because they know it came from the Lord. A gift. A gift to be cherished and utilized properly. But if they don't know any of that and don't understand that, there's a good chance that they'll waste it. They even hurt themselves through the abuse of themselves, neglect of themselves, because everything comes so easy. So we shouldn't have our desire. Our goal should not be to acquire great treasures here on earth. We need to focus on having treasures in heaven, which will last for eternity, that will really be of great value. And in the process, will help others as well. 
because when we strive to please the Lord, to build treasures in heaven, we are obedient to His will and will be doing the work He wants us to do, which benefits others as well, helps others come to know the Lord. So it's very careful that we do that right. Let's read it again. Chapter 23, verse 4 and 5. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. Got to get the wisdom from the Lord, not ourselves. Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. They're fleeting. They're going away. They're not of value. They're not going to last. They're surely not going to be able to take them with you when you leave here. So build treasures in heaven, not treasures here. Then you don't have to worry about what effect it's going to have on your children if they're going to truly appreciate it. I like that bumper sticker you see on the back of some of the nice big mo mobile homes. Or it says, not mobile homes, what do they call them? Um, RVs. And it says, we are spending our children's inheritance. <laughs> enjoying what they have worked for rather than leaving it to their children who might not even appreciate it because it was just given to them without having to work for it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the time you've given us to be able to get into your word and do a little study in here. Help us all to understand the importance of the correct labor, to labor in the will of you, in your labor in your work and we truly thank you for allowing us to be a part of your work and allowing us to be able to build treasures in heaven help us all keep our focus on the labor that really counts that really is part of the kingdom to expand the kingdom and benefit the kingdom and be in your perfect will thank you all so much for all of it as we pray in jesus precious holy name amen thank you all